as always, it's so good to be with you. And you are such a joy. You really are. You truly are. And I thank God for you each and every day in my prayers. And by the way, happy official first day of spring. Isn't it a great day to kick off spring? I tell you, it is gorgeous out there. Well, the purpose of Lent, it is to rid ourselves of any clutter in our lives so that we can be fully open and receptive to receiving the joys that the Easter season will bring as they immediately follow it. And there's one item of clutter, or I like to call it junk or trash, maybe a better word, that needs to be cleaned out of the closets of our souls by the end of Lent 2021 because it is extremely toxic to our spirit. Jesus said in Matthew that before presenting our offerings at worship, we should rid ourselves of this. James expressed similar views as well when he wrote these words, if anyone considers themselves religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on this, they deceive themselves and the religion is worthless. So what could be so vexing of a roadblock to our upcoming celebration of the 50 days of Easter? Well, I am referring to the raging pandemic of being disrespectful towards other people. Someone said recently, you can have the most powerful military, the strongest economy, develop scientific breakthroughs in record times and claim to be the greatest nation on earth, yet still disintegrate as a society through widespread disrespect towards others. Can you think of any nation that might fit that bill today? So as we now begin our final descent through Lent, and it is our most earnest desire, eager desire to enter more fully into the many joys of the Easter season, let's examine our Christian call to be respectful of others and then review a few practical suggestions on how we can do a better job. We'll start by looking at what I call the gold standard or the flagship of how we are to behave towards other people. Simply put, this gold standard is to respect other people. Respect doesn't honor or respect as it's sometimes called. Doesn't it form the foundation of the fourth commandment? What does it say, children? Honor your parents. And from there expands. I think about what Paul wrote in Ephesians. Wives, respect your husbands. Husbands, respect your wives. And I like how Peter put it. He said, treat everybody you meet with dignity. No insults, no fighting, but with dignity. See, it's actually easy. That's how simple the gold standard is. And it's just as easy to assess how well you're doing and how well I'm doing at living out the gold standard of respecting others. Would you like to take a simple one question test that the saints say will immediately tell you what's really on your mind and what's really in your heart. It's that simple. 
Well, let's go for it. Let's give it a try. Here it is. To what degree do you speak your words with charity? To what degree do you speak your words with charity or love? And I think James' words are worth repeating and filling in the blank now. He says that if anyone considers themselves religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on their tongue, they deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Powerful, isn't it? So, and then for the inquiring mind, because I know we have a bunch of Bible scholars in here, uh, here's a couple of extra what are called charitability assessors. These come from St. Francis de Sales, who's one of my favorite saints, and he's also considered to be the saint par excellence in showing respect towards other people. Some wrote that, uh, even St. James de Chantel even wrote that he was number two to Jesus. That's, that's how gentle and how respectful he was as a person. Listen, listen to some of his assessors. He says, take it as a certain sign that your charity is not genuine if your words are not charitable. If, he says, when stung by disrespect, you swell with anger, it is proof that your gentleness and humility are not real. This is a good one. Complain as little as possible of the wrongs which are done to you, for it is certain that ordinarily he who complains sins. Well, now that all of us have some semblance of how each of us may be doing today in treating others with great respect, let's, let's shift focus now and look at a few practical applications and suggestions on how we can do a better job. The first one is to pick and choose your words wisely. Listen to the Holy Scriptures and the saints, what they write about it. They write this, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh answer stirs up anger. Can, does that sound familiar? Or let your utterances always be with graciousness. Here's a great one. Anger is quieted by a gentle word, just as fire is quenched by water. And I go back to Peter again, what he said. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, be agreeable, sympathetic, loving, compassionate, and humble. No retaliation or sharp tongue sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job, he writes. It is to bless other people. Whoever wants to embrace life and see their day fill up with good, Peter says, you need to do this. Are you listening? Say nothing evil or hurtful. Cultivate good and pursue peace. Those are some words to live by, aren't they? So pick and choose your words wisely. The second thing is to limit your words. This is, this is another good one. Uh, here's some great tidbits of wisdom in this. There's no way of bad speaking other than by speaking too much. You ever gotten into that one? I have. I've done that one quite a bit. Here's another one. Know when it's time to quit. That's a good one. Uh, I have made a pact with my tongue. These all come from St. Francis de Sales. He says, not to speak when my heart is disturbed. And then he says, be brief. 
when you cannot speak good. There's some real wisdom there, isn't there? Particularly in, in our pandemic world today. The third thing is to study the Holy Scriptures and the saints. I always think of the Holy Scriptures in particular and the lives of the saints as like a compass for how we are to live holy and godly lives in this world. And we have some tremendous examples to imitate in the lives of the saints. Here's a couple that just sort of automatically came to mind as I was thinking about respectfulness. And uh, the first one is Mary. And uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, in the song which best epitomizes her disposition, I probably listened to it 20 times this week in preparation for this homily, and I just couldn't stop listening to it because it's so peaceful. It sets you in the right mind. Uh, you probably know it. It's called Hail Mary, Gentle Woman. We usually sing that, don't we, when we, when we show honor and reverence to Mary, Gentle Woman. And then there's also St. Francis de Sales, who, when, he was, when they were inquiring about making him a saint, he was described as the model gentleman, gentle man. Boy, we need some gentle people in this world today, don't we? Don't we? Do you think the world would be a better place to live if there were more respecting gentle women and gentle men? Isn't that what we're called to? Isn't Jesus the epitome of gentleness? Think what home life would be like today if there were more gentle women and more gentle men. The value of respecting your husband, your wife, dad, mom, and children, it would be incalculable, wouldn't it? The difference it would make. And what about when you hang out with your friends or when you're at work with other, other workers? How is it then? Could these environments use more gentleness from you? Well, I would hope so. See, Here's a, here's a problem. Regrettably, the virtue of gentleness of spirit is often seen today as a sign of weakness instead of the real strength, which it truly is. But I want to say this. If that be the case, I hope that people think of me as the weakest person in the world because I want to be a gentle, respectful person. The fourth thing is to be gentle in your response when others treat you with disrespect. Now I'm going to ramp, they're ramping up is what they're doing, but that's the, that's the Christian life for you. There's easy things to apply and there's more difficult things. Well, this one's more difficult. Be gentle when others treat you with disrespect. What do the Holy Scriptures teach us? They say that a gentle response diffuses anger, but a sharp tongue kindles fire. And listen to the words on Jesus. When they hurled their, their insults at Jesus, he did not retaliate when he suffered. He didn't, did he? Boy, think of what he's about to do when he climbs on the cross here in a few days. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to God. He entrusted himself to God who judges justly. 
And then the scriptures go on to say, if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, that is commendable, commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Don't these words just epitomize the gospel reading today? I mean, it's exactly what they're saying in the other readings as well. The final thing is to trust God. And I want to make one final draw from the well of James as we end because it is extremely powerful. It is not to, it's, uh, it's not to be offensive to anybody, but it really, I had to think about this one a lot this week because I fit in this category at times myself. But he's spot on. He says, where do you think wars and quarrels come from? He says, they come about because you want your own way. You want your own way. Instead, trust God. Remember, James says, that God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Wow. You know, it's normal to get angry when somebody disrespects you. Don't you get offended? Don't you get offensive by that? But it is not normal when you trust in God and you respond to that person with respect. See, here's, here's the core. When we lay aside the approval of others to validate our worth in life, we are freed up, literally, we are freed up to be people who genuinely respect others and, and will lead some of them to the Christian faith. How true these words. One respectful word wins more souls than a hundred harsh reproofs. I'd like to leave you with a couple of thoughts for reflection this evening. First of all, Social media, with its anonymity and its distancing, has made it extremely easy for us to show disrespect towards other people. Let me ask you, are you showing respect when you use this powerful tool? You, it's place, a powerful tool is placed in your hand. And the second thing is this, and more importantly, are your words and actions charitable? Are they charitable? Who do you need tonight? I, I can think of people in my own lives, and you probably can too. Who do you need tonight, right now, to show more respect to so that the world will be a better place to live in? Is it your parents? Is it your wife? Is it your husband? Is it your brother, your sister, your friend, or somebody that you work with? God bless all of you and treat each other with tremendous respect.